Welcome to The Wrong Side, the podcast where we talk about the latest happenings in pop culture to help make sure you never find yourself on the wrong side of history. On today's episode, we'll be talking all about the Chrissy Teigen controversy, the upcoming Friends reunion, and Kendall Jenner's newest tequila ad. Let's discuss. Little, little spice, little spicy in your tequila, a little spicy margarita, if you will. <laughs> but not margarita factory. Oh, never margarita factory. Oh my god, Emily. I just found out that there is a margarita factory located not five miles from my new apartment. And I'm- how many are there? There must be two. <laughs> that is too, too many margarita factories. I'm going to go down there and single-handedly put them out of business. I'm going to protest. Dude, when are you coming next? Because I was just thinking, like, I have to brag about my new neighborhood and community to you and, like, my apartment and stuff. So when- I know. I'm, I am I was thinking mid-June, <laughs> so mark your calendars. Wait, we talked about this because you okay. have, like, 80 plans, and then I was like, mm-hmm. no, I'll come in that window. Okay, but I'm literally out of town for mid-June. So what what day? <laughs> Do you have a date? Well, I'm not going to tell everybody the day because then everybody's yeah. going to show up to your apartment and want to hang out with us. Yeah. I'll text you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say, <laughs> I think you should, I think we, you, you, just for the memes, I think we should go to Margarita Factory. I know, but I'm not getting any of the food. I will get yeah. one margarita, but I draw the line at that. No, let's definitely go to Margarita Factory, get a margarita, Uber. And then we go around and we ask everybody at the table surrounding us to follow our podcast. Good idea. <laughs> Guys, we're going to, you know what we need to do? We need to get on this. We need to make stickers. I'm telling you. Do very you true. That would be very cute. Should I, should I start an Etsy shop? I know. I think it's time we start expanding <laughs> with all of our additional income that we've acquired over the last year. Wait. Oh my God, guys, we're coming up on our annual anniversary. Annual anniversary. <laughs> yes, it is annual after all. But yeah, we are. We are. Just we thought we it. thought for sure that we had missed it. Like we were fully no, you did. That did. We had missed it. Yeah. No, not me. Just you. Oh, okay. Well, you know, some of us are, well, who you wouldn't have ever brought it up. I was the one that brought it up. So I think you would have missed it if I wouldn't have brought it up in the first place. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Really? Okay. No. no. Anyway. Okay. So our year anniversary. Oh, oh, oh my God. We have so much to talk about. Ah! We also oh. about how we're on episode 40. My I know. And, baby. and the tagline for that is 40. <laughs> Wait. 40, wait, fuck. <laughs> oh, 40, flaughty, and thriving. But I did it wrong. And thriving? I was just thinking like thriving. 30 and thriving. Thriving. But... Yes, that was good. <sighs> Anyways, that's exciting, but it still seems small. Okay, but that's only because we mentioned how many episodes that Ellen did last week. And so yeah. we can't compare to 3,500, unfortunately. <laughs> but 40 is still a lot. And I would like to point out that out of 52 weeks, we have done next week it'll be 41 podcasts so good for us that's great for us that is actually really good for us except for mm, it's not 100 it's like a b minus <laughs> you're doing like 41 out of 52 don't actually do the math just like look at it on paper and be like oh my god that looks great that's my mentality you know you know what's crazy what 
Like, have you ever thought about how, like, one day we won't be doing this podcast? Why would you say that? Is that crazy? Why? Literally, why would you say that? (laughs) For what? For what purpose? I don't know. Maybe you'll become too successful to make time or, or maybe like, it's literally because like, here's the tea, Emily. It could literally be because we both like had to consider with or go on with our careers, but it could also be because we moved on to full-time podcasting, reached 3000 episodes and retired because it's time to challenge ourselves to bigger and better things. You know, 19 years down the line. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We just weren't being challenged as much as very creative people. We needed to move on to something better. Honestly, a good, that's a great point. Like it could end next week and it could end in 20 years. Who knows? Place your bets now. (laughs) It's okay. It's quite literally like thinking about life and, you know, human mortality and we don't have to get into it, but it's like, (laughs) It's literally, it's literally, it's sad, obviously, to think about the end, but like, it's life, you know what I'm saying? And it's creepy to think that it could happen in so many scenarios. Like, I'm just thinking of, you know, one day I'll probably like have a kid or something and I won't have taken the time to think about how I feel right now without the kid. Cause at the time I'll have the kid and I won't have that perspective till I have the kid. You know what I mean? Okay, no, but I'm trying to follow. I get, I sort of get what you're saying. A little confused about the kid, but I understand what you're saying about how it's crazy that things can end for a multitude of reasons at any point. Yeah. Okay. So with that being said, this is our last episode. Thank you all so much. I personally feel very misunderstood right now. So I'm going to cut the combo here, but I have to say that the energy feels so much different. And we have to point out that we are actually recording at a different time, day, day and time. Than we day and do. time. Yeah. And- this is actually super different for us because not only are we recording on a weekday and on a weekend, but we're recording at night and not in the morning. So that's actually a great call. So this is yeah. a total vibe change, but this is us training for when I do go back to New York next month, because we're going to be on different time zones. It's going to be yeah. summer. The world is opening up again. And we're like, you know what? Weekends just might not be as free as they usually were. And so this is us training. Yeah. This is us training. I just wanted you to know that this is us training. At least I'm training. (laughs) I can't tell if that went longer or was shorter than your build a bitch singing last episode. That went on for so long. So long. I just had to. Sometimes you have to. Okay. We got to jump in to the question of the day, which is themed around one of our topics of the day, aka Kendall's newest controversy, her latest controversy. And it is this. If you had to create your own money grab business, such as Kendall Jenner's tequila, what would it be? What would it be? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I want you to go first. I feel like I always answer first. Oh, you know what? Like we decided this literally 30 minutes ago, but I can't, I can't, I didn't think about it. So hang on. Let me just. You said that you did. I said, you already have an answer and you go, yeah. Oh. (laughs) You were like blacked out before we started recording. Like I have no idea what Audrey was doing, but she was on another planet, but she's back now. She's back and she's thinking she's got her, she's got her index finger up at her temple right now. And she's pondering her eyes just switch from left to the right to the window, to the wall. To the sweat drop down my ball. Oh, you bitches, girl. I'm doing the Sandra Bullock one, though. Not the Sandra Bullock. 
I love that scene more than anything. That was probably one of my favorite movie scenes of all time that it's a great movie. I will never forget. It's up there. It's crazy because I did have an aunt, like I, I used to have an answer for like what you would invent and I have since lost that answer. But I think what I would probably choose to do for my money grab business is maybe like a cookbook. I could see a cookbook or I could see like a makeup line. That's definitely what I would have said like years ago, but makeup, Mm. the makeup industry is so saturated. So it's harder for me to say that because that's literally what Kim and Kylie's money grab businesses are. Maybe like a dog brand. <laughs> oh my God, you should do like a dog egg chair. Like you said, the mini egg chair, but for dogs. Yeah. I like how you just like literally Emily's brand of me is just egg chair. Like <laughs> if you had to describe me in two words, it would be egg plus chair. And if it was just one, it would be egg. egg. <laughs> or chair. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know something in the like I'm I'm just naming off all my passions and hobbies basically cooking my dog I could totally I see cookbook the most for you or like a hair thing like a hair mm-hmm. line I love a good hair product but I'm not like a really hair product stan actually I just like doing hair you could do like a, a knockoff of the Dyson because everybody wants the Dyson but it's, it's too expensive editor. yeah yeah exactly yeah Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I could make you some easy money real quick. Oh yeah, just charge. You got to get the. You do like four fifty instead of five fifty. Exactly. Still, just keep those margins strong, baby. Keep them tight. Keep them tight. Okay. Bring it to Shark Tank. They're like, uh, we we're pretty sure we've seen this product before. <laughs> this is nothing. New. <laughs> okay, you go. Okay, mine would absolutely be tall, extra tall, extra long jeans for women mm-hmm. that are not hideous mm-hmm. and are actually affordable. Because when I tell you, and you know what? Not just jeans. I'm coming out with a whole ass line. There's going to be trousers. There's going to be work pants. We're going to even throw in maybe a few skirts, a few dresses, anything that I have not been able to find. Like, I swear to God, you guys, the struggle is so real. And it's so annoying because everybody always tries to tell me like, oh, shop it like Abercrombie because they have such cute stuff right now. And everybody's like, <laughs> oh, literally- suggested Abercrombie to someone today for I mean yeah their shit is popping off like their stuff is so cute again and I have been browsing their website but they literally have an extra long length like they have long and then extra long and I've tried I think on three or four different occasions right now because I'm like oh maybe it's just the jean and the extra long is still not long enough and it's so sad because I feel like the only cute jeans and like comfortable and good quality jeans that I can find that are long enough are made well and I'm like do I look like I can buy a pair of $150 jeans like several pairs absolutely not I can't even do a pay a forward chain in Starbucks so I don't know what I'm supposed to do but I don't want to look like a fool you know I mean I guess the cropped look is sort of in right now I've tried a couple of jeans from Zara it's been hit or miss but I swear to god I'm just like you would think by the age of 24, almost 25, that I would have this down. I do not. Question for you as a mm-hmm. tall person. Yes. <laughs> what is the ideal jean silhouette for a tall person? I feel like people, like, I feel like before Gen Z really inserted themselves into the conversation, it was definitely skinny jeans. Like everybody 
just every tall person just wants a pair of skinny jeans that actually goes down to their ankle because yeah. like cropped skinny jeans are not it. And that is a struggle of every time. <laughs> those are exactly capris. And so I would say skinny, but then also I feel like those long sort of like wide leg flare at the bottom, like those are definitely in right now. And I feel like tall people are loving that because yeah. they're usually too long on everybody else. And so we're like, oh my God, there's a chance for us. Um, but those are really the only two that come to mind. Got it. I was just curious because I feel like when we lived together, you wore a lot of the wide leg, which I really liked on you. I loved oh the, I loved the wide leg. And that's just what but- was in style. Like, I think the baggy jean look, I mean, I don't think, I don't think trend. Well, <laughs> I was about to say, I don't think trends discriminate. They absolutely do. I don't know why I was okay. <laughs> no, I know what you mean. I always wore those wide, like wider leg jeans because they were cropped. And then I would wear boots to make yeah. them look not as cropped because I could not find a pair of actual full length wide jeans. <laughs> yeah. But wide jeans, like those, even on a shorter person, the cropped look is okay. Cause if it was all the way down exactly. to the ground, that would look weird too. Exactly. Look, you know, very tubular. I always get so excited when more of the cropped look comes into style because I'm like, yes, I can just whip out my normal jeans because they're cropped. So I'm already in. I'm already one step ahead. No need to buy any new. But I didn't, I personally did not throw away my skinny jeans because I don't think they're out. I know. That's so hell no. Yeah. We don't need to get into it. We'll I'll rant about that on another day. We have a lot to fucking talk about. (laughs) Chrissy Teigen. Okay, guys, we are going to be talking about this story. And honestly, I'm disappointed. And this is a weird story because it actually came up like before we recorded our last pod, but it was, it flew very much under the radar. And then I realized that way more people, I mean, for us, but a lot of people were talking about it and we just completely missed it. And it's just very interesting. So we have to chat. Well, and it's really interesting that it did fly under the radar because this was like a very big, crazy, wild story. And so it's, you have to wonder like why was some money shelled out maybe yeah hmm. it's so true Chrissy Teigen has apologized for bullying a then 16 year old non-binary person on social media once telling them to commit suicide however her actions still have consequences a decade later as three major retail department chains have dropped her signature products from their stores page six reported Teigen's cravings by Chrissy Cookware line has since been canceled by Bloomingdale's as well as its parent firm, Macy's. The discontinued deal came after Courtney Stodden, then a teenage reality star married to 51-year-old actor Doug Hutchinson, revealed that Teigen cyberbullied them on social media. Bloomingdale's and Macy's were planning to sell 31 of Teigen's kitchen and dining line in stores, but pulled out at the last minute, according to Page Six's Industry Insider. Target was also supposed to launch the cookware line, but the company has discontinued its partnership with the supermodel as well. Tegan says that she's tried to unsuccessfully reach out to Stodden personally and wants to put an apology out in public since the comments that she made were public. She wrote, quote, I'm ashamed and completely embarrassed at my behavior, but that is nothing compared to how I made Courtney feel. I worked so hard to give you guys joy and be beloved. And the feeling of letting you down is nearly unbearable. Truly not only, not my only mistakes and surely won't be my last as hard as I try, but God, I will try. So here's, here's the real tea about this too, which wasn't included in this little excerpt, but this took place in I want to say it was 2000 ah shit I don't have the year but I know that she was 24 when she sent those dms and when Courtney Stodden the victim or the 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 recipient of the dms was 16 so she was a 24 year old woman 
who that's my age for context or for, you know, just for comparison, DMing a 16 year old person to kill themselves. So I just need to, I needed to put that out there. No, that's actually great research because, you know, a lot of people do. I mean, let's throw it back to good old Rachel from The Bachelor, you know, when she made comments about how, oh my God, I was, I was only 20 or I was only 18. And it's like, okay, I can really take myself back to those ages. And I'm pretty confident that I would still not be saying that and throw back to when Chris Harrison was like, that was the different time. And we're all sitting here like, no, it really wasn't like 24 is plenty old enough. 20 is plenty old enough. 18 is plenty old enough. So great call out on that because I'm sure that there are some trolls on Twitter saying, oh my God, she was only 24. You guys calm down. That is a grown ass adult. Yeah. Or they could be like, oh, that was, I don't know how old Chrissy is now. I want to say it was like in like 2006 or something, but she's 35 now. She's 35. So yeah, it was 11 years ago. So people could have been like, well, it was 11 years ago, but even 11 years ago, like if you're telling somebody, if, if you're DMing them privately, telling them to kill themselves, like that's weird. I'm sorry. It doesn't matter what year it is. People don't, I don't know. That's not, that's beyond being a troll. That's it's super weird because it's not how I would characterize Chrissy Teigen at all based on her online persona. But I mean, she did it and she admitted to it and she apologized for it. I think it's a fine apology, but it's a worthless apology. I mean, it, reading apologies over and over again, it's just you, you become desensitized to them as a public, as the public. I just, I didn't like I mean, I don't like any apology ever that's ever been put out, but this one really seemed like centered towards the fans. You know, like, I really feel bad about letting you guys down. I'm going to try so hard to not do it again, even though I'm sure I will and blah, 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 blah. But I feel like she didn't really center it enough around the actual messages around like unpacking why she would take the time to DM this person with such horrible messages. You know what I mean? Like I, even though she did mention Courtney, and said that she felt embarrassed I feel like there was no actual accountability over why she did what she did yeah and she's just kind of been having some weird run-ins with just like media and and in general which she always has and I've always been like sympathetic to that because she really has been like the butt of a lot of just like society's hatred towards women I think and like strong powerful funny open you know, women, but in this end, in this situation, it's just, it's weird. And it'll be interesting to see, is this the beginning of the demise? Well, and I've been wondering if she'll delete her Twitter again. However, I feel like she won't because of how much backlash she got for creating this whole big scene over, you know, guys, I love you and I'm going to miss this. And I love this platform, but unfortunately it's time for me to go. Like this is the end of an era. And then, yeah, not three weeks later, she's back on the platform. So it is just another reason again, why I think she probably should get off of social media. I think she's had a very difficult year in her personal life. And so I do feel bad that she's also having all of this thrown at her, but at the same time, she was the one that sent the messages. So I'm not saying that she doesn't deserve the backlash because if she sent those messages, she should be receiving it. But again, it's like, Chrissy, 
I just, you know, she's an outspoken lady. I love her. She's funny. Uh, maybe I don't love her. I'm not so sure. I don't want to be canceled myself, but you know what I mean? Like she just, she tweets all the time. There is so much content from her. And so I see why people don't want her to be off of social media because she's just an account that I think people look forward to seeing, but it's just gotten her in trouble time and time again. And I feel like she's getting to the point in her life. I don't know her personally, but I would just guess she has a family. They're busy with so many things. She's raising two children. I'm like, maybe it's time to give it up. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think, I think it would be best for everybody involved, including Chrissy. Yeah. I mean, the last thing that I'll say about this as well is that what makes it even worse, even though the situation you would think that it couldn't get any worse is that Chrissy Teigen is someone who frequently calls out other people on their shit. You know what I like not that long ago. What, what did we just talk about? The Ben Affleck video. She, you know, she's tweeting about it. Yeah. You guys are being creepy, but also these people shouldn't be exploiting them like that. And blah, 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 blah. Like she always has something to say about whatever celebrity controversy is going on. So that just makes things worse in this situation. Yeah. And I mean, like, nobody's perfect. Everybody's has some skeletons in their closet, but there's definitely, it just exactly what she did seems like crossing a little bit of a line because it is just super weird. And I just don't like, not a lot of people have to apologize for telling somebody to kill themselves because that's actually like weirdly psychotic. You know what I mean? Like that's not, it's not like racism isn't bad because racism is bad, but somebody who says something that's racist is on a different level of being a bad person to me, not a, not a better or worse one, just a different one than somebody who encourages someone else to take their own life. Like that is super fucking crazy and weird. And like s- someone who says something like that, there's something wrong, honestly, to me, totally. there's something like deeply wrong inside of them to say that to another human being, like whether or not it was a troll, whether or not you considered yourself a troll or you were just joking, like, no. And that's why we talk about like the people who, you know, when celebrities come out because they're getting backlash for something. And the first thing that they jump to is death threats. Like the fact that they've been receiving death threats. The reason that I think the public is so quick to be like, Hey, like I get that you're getting death threats is because it's very obvious that people who send death threats are literally not of sound mind. You know what I mean? Like to, to be so deeply troubled to actually say that to somebody like that's a different kind of not okay. than somebody no, who's do you rem- being a bully. You know what I mean? Totally. And remember Farah from teen mom. Yeah very niche but she even (laughs) said she called Chrissy Teigen's tweets highly disturbing and said quote I hope she gets mental help so you are not the only one with that thought process and I agree it's just it is on a completely different level and it's just creepy and bad and and that and that's and I and I want to be careful there too because people who suffer with men uh suffer from mental illnesses like that can be a dangerous narrative to go like I'm trying to be better about like saying that something is crazy which I think I just did say and so like the point of that is like that's actually troubling and like concerning like that somebody would say that versus like I very much disagree with you because you're a bad person to someone who says something that's fucked up like based on morals or or beliefs or politics or anything like that this is like life it's just like it's like an aspect of humanity that is just a really weird line to cross and that's why it's genuinely concerning for her to have said that at the age of 24 nonetheless like maybe we can have a different conversation if it was like if she was under 18 or something because you're not you're not fully developed yourself when you're that 
age, but she was a full-fledged adult woman. And I just think that's so odd. I don't even want to know how she got to that point, but this is part 75,000 of why I'm glad I'm not a celebrity because their minds and the world that they live in, I just don't want a part of it. Yeah. And honestly, I mean, every time we have a conversation about someone who said something fucked up, it's like, okay, no, they're not going to please us all. So if it's somebody who says something that I just straight up disagree with, like on terms of values, then it's, it's still cool to talk about that and have a conversation about it because people can resonate with those opinions and, and not everybody will. And you know, for someone who I disagree with them, like I want to talk about it, but this is just a different, it's a different thing. Like when it's, it's a life, it's challenging someone to take their life. It's just completely different than an opinion <laughs> to me. And it's not trolling and it's not no it's not bullying. It's like straight up, like you are an actual horrible person. <laughs> not, and, I, and again, why did this not get more media coverage? Every time that Chrissy Teigen does anything, even when she made comments about the Ben Affleck and yeah. Matthew Perry. Yeah, that's so true. That, which was not a huge thing. That was literally a tweet. And that blew up. I saw that everywhere about her comments about that whole situation. So the yeah. fact that this didn't get a lot of media attention, there has got to be some money being thrown around, some threats, some pleas, some something, <laughs> because that is really strange to me. Yeah. I wonder how John's doing. I know. I feel John. like we never hear from him. Uh, and I'm maybe that's what's bad. right. Yeah. It just, <laughs> just <laughs> maybe we should keep it that way. Yeah. Okay. Well. Speaking of Matthew Perry. What? <laughs> I mentioned that how Chrissy Teigen commented on Matthew Perry. Oh, today. gotcha, 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 gotcha. Alrighty. The Friends reunion called The One Where They Get Back Together starts streaming on HBO Max on Thursday, May 27th. Also our anniversary. Truth. The official trailer shows the cast getting back together in the original Friends studio, testing their trivia knowledge of the show, revisiting key sets, rereading their lines, and joining James Corden for a joint sit-down interview in front of a live audience. In the more candid moments of the interview, we get to see how close the stars' real-life friendships really are. Okay. Now, personally, this whole thing is extremely exciting to me because Friends is legitimately my favorite show ever. Same. And, you know, we can have a whole ass argument about, oh, The Office, oh, no, it's Friends 100% all the way, all the way. Personally. Okay. Subjectively, that's my opinion. So don't fight me on it because it's gotten me through some very hard times. And I had the full 10 seasons box set. I would like literally fall asleep to Friends. I can recite like the entire scripts of multiple episodes it just it runs so deep and it's so funny because it's not a show that I watched ever like on cable like it was way ahead of my time in in terms of the year that it came out and was uh, live on tv but it just means so much to me I just I can't I can't say that enough and I'm just so excited I have a question for you though huh how do you feel about James Corden hosting? Because while he wouldn't be my number one pick, I, I didn't really think too much of it, but the internet is losing their goddamn minds over the fact that James Corden is hosting. Like Twitter wow. is going haywire. What it, what's what's the problem? I People mean, are just really pissed. And I'm not sure why. I mean, I've heard a lot of rumors that James Corden is kind of an asshole, but nobody is really isn't. I know. There, nobody is citing exactly why they're mad about it. But I think everybody is just, you know, like the, the guest list includes people like BTS, like Lady Gaga, Justin Bieber. And so 
I think some people are saying, you know, why did such a coveted role go to someone from Cats? <laughs> Which is like true. But I don't know. Everybody keeps tweeting stuff like, I didn't spend a year in isolation for the Friends reunion to be hosted by James Corden. People are so ungrateful. Like, can we just be happy about like one thing? <laughs> yeah. And somebody goes, I was... I was keen on watching the Friends reunion until I heard James Corden was hosting it. Y'all could have picked literally anybody else. Okay, is he bad? Is he like, did he do something horrible? Or I know, I really don't know. And nobody is citing like an actual reason for why. Is James Corden bad? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, he's apparently not nice in real life. Okay, whatever, dude. I can't even get into that. Like with the whole Ellen thing last week, I just, I can't, they're talk show hosts. Like they're, they don't have to be, good like they don't have to be nice people they just have to be good at what they do like they're exactly. not I don't know I, well and in the moments in the clips on the trailer it seems like he's a very natural interviewer it looks it seems very comfortable and natural and so I wasn't I didn't think anything of it like I don't love him because yeah I've heard these rumors that he's not the greatest person but whatever like I don't know who who else would host this I'm trying to even think just makes sense to have a talk show host host it because what else are you going to do? I don't know. I don't fucking care. Like it's fine. And his interview probably won't even be like a huge section of it. I'm confused because it says it starts streaming on May 27th. So I'm like, is it a series or is it just like a special or did they break the special up into multiple episodes so that we could get all hype about it? I'm not really sure, but I don't care. I'm just excited. They did a reference to my favorite episode, which is the one with the embryos. And I'm just looking forward to that. Yeah, we will definitely be recapping the entire reunion in our next pod. And then we're also going to have the Olivia Rodrigo album. Like I can just already tell that next week's pod is going to be popping off. And I feel like that's just what we deserve because it'll be the week of our anniversary, our one-year anniversary. So just really good vibes going into this last week. Yeah. Wait, do you know what day Olivia Rodrigo's thing comes out? Is it the tomorrow? 20- the 21st <sighs> is it Friday. Gonna, can, is it going to be my work? And like, can I listen to it while I work? Yes. Is it coming out tonight at midnight? Yes. <gasps> I God. thought, I mean, let me like I mean, let me Google it, but I'm 99% sure. We don't have um, anything Olivia Rodrigo on our you know, docket today to discuss, but I just have to briefly say I am so, so looking forward to this album. And I am just, I'm shook by that. I haven't been looking forward to an album in a very long time, but with a combination of driver's license, deja vu, followed by the whopping good for you. I could not be more excited for this album. And there's some tea going around on TikTok. And, you know, this is for my millennial friends, because maybe you didn't see this. Maybe you're not kept up with the times, but this is very exciting that allegedly on one of her songs in the new album, she samples the song New Year's Day by Taylor Swift, which is a complete, it's just an an iconic track from the Reputation album. Truly. And Jack Antonoff and Taylor Swift have writing credit on the same song that she samples. So she, if true, huge if true, because it means she collaborated with her icon, Taylor Swift. And if that's the case, then that song is about to be incredible. And I'm already just so excited for this album. I think it's going to be, I've said it, I said it once and I'll say it again. It's going to be a no skip. A no skip. A no skip. And yes, I did confirm that it is coming out at midnight tonight. So I will be staying up for that. I will be playing it as soon as the clock strikes midnight. 
everybody had that theory. I feel like we already briefly mentioned this on our Instagram stories, but you know how Taylor was posting a bunch of pictures with a a bunch of other artists and everybody was like, oh, these are all artists that she's either previously collaborated with or people are expecting her to collaborate with. And who was a part of that group? Olivia Rodrigo. There's for sure going to be something in there. I think that's going to come true. And I'm so, so excited for her. I cannot wait. This is going to be a great album. And again, next week, just the content is ramping up just in time for summer. I'm just so excited. Absolutely. Now, speaking of no skip, somebody should have said no skip to Kendall Jenner when she did her most recent photo shoot for her tequila brand because it was not it. (laughs) I hate that so much. (laughs) Kendall Jenner is facing some heated criticism after the recent launch of her 818 tequila ad campaign. In honor of the brand's upcoming U.S. debut, the model shared a promotional video as well as a series of photos from an agave farm in Jalisco, Mexico. What an incredible experience I have had thus far, learning about this beautiful place, its beautiful culture, and the beautiful people, Kendall wrote on her Instagram. The campaign features a number of agave farmers working alongside Kendall, who some viewers are saying is wearing an outfit and hairstyle traditionally associated with Mexican culture. Critics are accusing Kendall of cultural appropriation, saying that she is being disrespectful to Native workers by wearing the outfit as a costume for a photo shoot. Meanwhile, others say that she's perpetuating stereotypes and spreading misconceptions about Mexican culture, as most Mexicans do not dress in that way. It seems that Kendall has heard the criticism loud and clear because she's already turned off the comments on her Instagram post. One of the most popular tweets said, you've got to be kidding me, leave it to Kendall to be as toned up as possible. This is so offensive. Modeling that chic migrant worker look for her tequila brand, watch her cry and say she didn't know later on for the hundredth time. Another tweet reads, many families, especially in Jalisco, Mexico, produce tequila for Mexican brands or have their own small businesses. Kendall Jenner coming to Jalisco and starting her tequila is making many families lose their jobs to big names like her. Ooh, yee doggy. I gotta drink some water. I just wish I could say I was surprised, but I'm not at all. And immediately I started Googling what year the Pepsi ad came out because we mustn't ever forget that. And for some reason, it felt like that was 10 years ago, but that was in 2017. That yeah. was only four years ago. That was only four years ago. Oh, it feels like a lifetime ago. Things were so much simpler back then. I know, truly. <laughs> truly. I was like, oh my God. I And I looked it up on several sources because I was like, Reddit's lying to me. Reddit is for sure <laughs> lying to me. <laughs> but I really actually think that the last sentence that I read in this little excerpt is it encapsulates everything. It's, exactly. It's really very minimally I think in the grand scheme about the, you know, the outfits and the set and just the whole like idea that she went to Mexico to shoot at this agave farm. Like the reason that that's cultural appropriation when you get down to it is that she is not Mexican and that she is like literally taking advantage of using and taking control over the Mexican laborers who are actually doing all of the labor to get this tequila brand created when it comes to the actual product. There was there would have been no way, Emily, for her to advertise this campaign that was not cultural appropriation, but it doesn't it does in fact make it worse that she was dressed in all of this, you know, the, these yes. outfits, those earrings, the the hat, the boots. There's a there's a photo where that people pointed out which I thought was very interesting, which was her sitting in the, it's on her Instagram still. I'm surprised she hasn't just taken it down. It's her sitting in the bed of a truck, like smiling. And the back window of the pickup truck is broken and like duct taped together, which is like so fucking, it just, it's very subtle. 
And a lot of people are going to say like, oh, people are way too fucking sensitive and whatever. But like when people say that something is cultural appropriation of their own culture, you listen. And like, she should have just listened when that was the feedback the first time. Exactly. I was, I was pretty much going to say exactly what you just said. So thanks for nothing. But I was going to say that regardless of what the ad was, this backlash has already been brewing from the moment she announced that she was going to be coming out with the tequila line. And for good reason, because again, of all the products of all the money grab businesses that she could have come up with, did she really have to go with tequila? (laughs) like I just when you're that rich you can do anything and so there is no excuse for choosing something like tequila for some reason it makes me even angrier to see her just turning off comments on her posts because my rationale is either just delete the post or you keep the comments on because I don't know that just really rubs me the wrong way because that's basically her acknowledging that she is aware of what she's doing whereas if it was just her trying to play dumb you know oh I had no idea that people would interpret it this way or the people felt this way then she would leave the comments on that way she could listen and learn but you can tell she just doesn't give a shit she's just silencing everybody that's coming for her rightfully so and she just wants to make her money and Kylie even was posting like 50 stories on her Instagram story yesterday showing every single grocery store and liquor store and every place in California that's now selling the tequila Mm-hmm. And I just can't, I can't. The Kardashians, again, we're never going to fully get to them because they're too rich and too powerful, but God, they piss me off sometimes. I think your comment about turning off the comments is really interesting because I, I used to, I, I still feel that way. I think it is kind of a shitty excuse turning off comments, but I think there's levels to it. Like I'm just thinking about when David Dobrik posted that apology video and he named it let's chat. And then he apologized for something and then he turned off the comments like that was a little bit cringe. But then I also saw this TikToker, Victoria Paris, who I think you know of, right? She's very controversial. People just see their lover or the hater. And it's basically because she, the main like discourse around her presence on TikTok is the fact that she is a rich, white, privileged, skinny girl who basically got all her fame because of having all those, those privileges And what's interesting about her is that she's very, her way of addressing that is by being very directly acknowledging of that. So she's like, yes, I am that those things. And like, I don't know what you guys want me to do about that. (laughs) Like, which is interesting. It's a little bit off-putting, but it also is a great point. And I don't really know how I feel about her as a person, but Anyways, what I'm getting at is she posted this video because a lot of times the criticism around public figures when it comes to like commenting and and commentary and blocking and stuff, it's like, if you get blocked by a famous person, that's like, oh, I really got to you, didn't I? And people (laughs) often like post on their Twitter or whatever, like, wow, Brad Pitt blocked me. Like he must really be pressed. And I've always thought that way too, where it's like, ooh, that is embarrassing for you to be to be blocking someone and it depends the reason why you're blocking someone like if you're bullying someone or if you're being you know death threats or something like those are all things that are blockable but if it's like if it's like civil discourse or constructive criticism then that's where it's annoying and when a celebrity is blocking all of the negativity out it's it's hard to know you know are they doing are they blocking in a way that's like to me like right of them to do or are they just blocking anything that doesn't exist in their bubble or their echo chamber as something that they want to hear. So anyway, I'm I'm almost done. I'm sorry. I'm going on a fucking rant. But the very last thing that Victoria said, which is what I was trying to get to, was that she was like, it's my responsibility as a creator 
to, to block those things. Cause if I had a kid who was looking at Charlie D'Amelio's comments and thinking that the things that people were saying on her profile were okay, I would not be okay with that. And it's my responsibility to turn that off. And I thought that was really interesting because it's such a great point. Like it's such a negative app and just social media in general. Like everybody just says horrible, toxic things. Like it got to a point where people got too comfortable because it's cool that people can have conversations, but now it's to a point where people are just shitting on each other like constantly and, and nothing productive is happening. So mm-hmm. all that to say, Instagram, meh, Kendall probably knows that people will be able to have discourse about this elsewhere and that they sure as hell fucking will. So, I mean, it's probably just a simple PR move, but anyway, sorry, very long winded, but I just had to share because it's a lot of interesting things that have been coming up lately coming to a head on this fucking tequila news. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I feel like the whole turning your comments off, it makes sense if it's someone posting a picture of their family or a loved one, or maybe just even a picture of themselves, you know, if they don't want to see comments on their body or appearance or outfit or all that stuff, that totally makes sense. But, and that's up to them because it's their content. However, I feel like when it's a business or a good or service that you are hoping people will purchase, then I just don't think it's okay to shut off comments on that unless the comments were, you know, really like disgusting towards a certain group of people or if, yeah, they were just turning really negative and offensive. But when it's just constructive criticism, I just, especially when it's a good or a service that you are providing to the public, then you should have to listen to the public or at least let the public write about it in your comment section. Yeah, definitely Uh, agree. And I mean, it seems, it just seems weird to me that at the very least, after all of the feedback that she got on the initial kind of launch of this tequila brand, that she and her team wouldn't be doing more to, at the very least, make sure that it sat right better with their audience. Like, like do a fucking white girl photo shoot, Americanize the fuck out of it. Like, that's what you've decided to do when you created this brand. So, like, the very least you could do is that versus going to fucking Mexico and pretending like you had anything to do with the production of this tequila other than putting money into it and putting your face on it. Like it's just so it's, it's consumers are way smarter than that now. And it's not like I, if they had had one person in the room to just be like, are we sure this is a good idea? (laughs) And it's just confusing me why they wouldn't do that because her image is her income. So why is even if it's not because you care about how you're representing other communities or how you are impacting other communities or marginalized communities at the very least do it because you give a fuck about your own shit and that you don't want to lose out on money and opportunity by pissing off an entire like or a huge chunk of the American population and your core audience. It's just so weird. I don't know. Well, and I think that a lot of the backlash that she got when she announced that she was going to be coming out with the tequila line, everybody immediately knew that this was going to happen. And they tried, I feel like people legitimately did try to warn, try to warn her. However, I think I saw a thread that was basically saying her ad for this might be her way, you know, in her head, she might legitimately think that she is quote crediting where this tequila comes from. And that is not at all it, but it does kind of make sense that from like a billionaire celebrities mindset that they're really doing something because Mm -hmm. it just, Oh God, it rubbed me the wrong way. I remember watching one of her interviews with Haley Bieber on Haley's YouTube channel 
And yeah, she was talking about all the work that she had done in selecting the perfect tequila and the whole process it took to getting the exact, you know, flavor that she wanted and all this stuff. And it was just disgusting. I'm like, dude, I know that people just sent you three different bottles and they were like, hey, which one do you like best? And she said, number two, please. And so it does make sense though. You know, you can see, I don't know, at least I can see that if I try to put myself in Kendall Jenner's shoes and, you know, she doesn't really... I feel like her and her team just literally were not thinking at all at any point in this process. And so maybe they thought that, oh, if we try to show people where this tequila really comes from and, you know, the workers behind it, that they won't hate us as much. But that yeah. was completely not it. And also <laughs> they didn't do that. They just, it was a commercial with paid actors. Like, I just can't, I can't with all of this. I hate it here. That's actually such a great point. Like it really was probably more more of a situation of indifference or uh, ignorance was a like they really thought they were doing some kind of situation. Yes. <laughs> Because if they had tried to, like you said, quote, Americanize the fuck out of it, then people would have been like, oh my God, you're not yeah. showing so they were like, know, where the tequila actually comes from and blah, blah, blah. So this like, was- Let's honor the heritage. Yeah. 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 Like they really thought they were doing something with this. And That's unfortunately they were it was just the wrong thing. So those are my final thoughts on that. She just cannot win. And I'm, I'm not mad about it. Yeah. I mean- it's just, what else is there to say? Like, I think it's, I think you could, you could be listening to this conversation and be like, oh, this is so nitpicky and blah, blah, blah. But like, it really, it's important. And there's a reason that so many people are talking about it. I don't know. I just think it's so fucking lame from start to finish. Like she, like, let's, let's think about kimono back when Skims was going to be kimono. Mm -hmm. And everybody was like, Ooh, baby girl, that is cultural appropriation like you should not name it that it has nothing to do with kimonos like it's like a cute little spin on your name the product is not even like similar to a kimono it's literally shapewear like don't do that and she literally was like got it she switched the name there was shit that had already been created and produced and ready to send off and ship off and they literally relabeled it like they retagged it that was to me like a great that why didn't that happen with Kendall exactly exactly because Kim would never do this. Kim would never shut off her comments. Kim is a listener. She is wise. Oh my God. That okay. is why. No. <laughs> Kim is not, not, you know, Mother I'm Teresa. Just <laughs> I'm just kidding. But that is why Kim is my favorite. Because I just feel like she is the most receptive. And I don't know. Or is that your perception? But is it really that she is just the, the best businesswoman? Okay. Ugh, fine. It might be that. Sorry. It might be that. Okay. And either way, and you that brings me to time. my weekly mention of capitalism. <sighs> I'm just kidding. I just think it's kind of like a little fun little meme, you know? Oh my God. I'm pooped. This I'm was tired. A fun one. This was this such a, really a fun one. one. My asthma didn't even act up while we were talking because I was so enveloped in our conversation. I know those were a lot spicier. The, the stories were a lot spicier than I thought they were going to be in a good yeah. way. They and always also turn out. If we're going to keep doing these evening recordings, it could be fun if we got a little wine or something. You know, we made I, it into a little happy hour. I was just thinking the same thing, although I don't really drink. Like, we've talked about this, but I would have a little glassy poo of yeah, vino. Sure. Why not? you got to prepare for Margarita Factory when I come down next month. I got to train my liver because she is not ready. I really do want you to come. And when we should, we should go to Margarita Factory and then 
we should go to this pad thai place that I found. We'll get Marg's and then we'll go to get this pad thai that's like so good. That's an aggressive vibe change, but I'll be hungry, <laughs> so I'm down. I'm not eating at Margarita Factory, so I'll eat anywhere else. I mean, that's the that's what I'm trying to say. I haven't yet found like my taco mecca, like my taco place of all taco places, because there's too many to choose from and they all are very similar. So maybe Taco Bar. Have you ever been to Taco Bar? No. I literally only had Porque No. <laughs> I mean, Porque No is great too. There's also a lot of great just taco trucks, which are ideal for so many reasons. We can go anywhere. We'll see where the wind takes us, baby. See where the tequila takes us. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I'm going to go eat enchiladas. I actually pre-made enchiladas before we recorded and they're currently in the oven because I am an icon. Okay, meanwhile, I literally have a Ziploc bag of nuts. (laughs) A gallon-sized Ziploc bag of nuts. I literally, but it's everything. We've got walnuts, we've got cashews, (laughs) we've got peanuts, we've got everything. These are my airplane snacks that I didn't eat. So you enjoy your enchiladas while I go nuts over my nuts. (laughs) I'm dead. Okay, well, once again, I just want to thank everybody for being with us for another week of The Wrong Side. This was a fun one. I hope you guys all enjoy it. Um, Hey, I'm just going to drop this again. If you are feeling crazy, if you're feeling wild, if you're feeling kooky, get on Apple podcasts and just, just type something in, man. You It doesn't even have to be well thought out. Just even a thumbs up emoji. Yeah. We love an emoji. Okay. Yeah. I don't think a lot of people make it to the end of the episode. So that's probably why nobody's posted a review since December 26th of 2020. Oh my God. Yeah. Maybe we should start plugging this at the beginning. That's a great, oh my God, insights and analytics coming to play. That's why Um, they pay me the big bucks. Actually, we can actually see that too on Spotify, like what the drop-off rate is. Like I bet people just sign off once I say, thank you for being with us or whatever, probably sooner. What if we could track down who exactly signed off when, and then we could DM them and say, oh, was the last 45 (laughs) seconds not good enough for you? You don't like our theme music? That seems like a good idea. I think we should do that. Anyways, next week, we'll put it at the beginning of the episode. But for this week, we're already at the end of the episode. So if you are still with us, you know the drill. Anyways, we'll see you next week. We love you all. And thanks for being with us. Bye. Bye, guys. <laughs>